You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, episode 32. This week, we're starting a new series, Desert Island Albums. Jake and Rob will be six albums apiece in a specific genre. We're thinking we'd start off with a genre you wouldn't expect. That's right. We're talking about country music. So let's put on your boots, saddle up, because we're about to get this rodeo started and join your social distancing hosts, Rob Heitman, and live via Zoom from his estate in Malibu, <laughs> Jacob Newkirk. <laughs> hey, Jake, what's going on, man? It's great. Enjoying my estate here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, where we discuss the best 12 country albums. That's right. Yeah. And enjoy a drink or two. I'm Rob. And I'm Jake from my estate. Hey, hey. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who's been active and joining in on conversations on our Facebook. Jill Slusher, Susan Rodwell, Alex Hennon, and Sean Martin, and everybody else. Thank you. Okay, uh, just a heads up. Jake and his wife, Rachel, are currently working on a special coronavirus edition of We'll Try It, which should be released fairly soon after this comes out. Mm-hmm. Today, I am drinking Evan Williams Bottled in Bond, the white label for those of you who like it. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good everyday drinker. I actually have it on the rocks. So I have to make it through this podcast. If I start drinking it neat now, that'd be bad. <laughs> So, Jake, what are you drinking? I'm kind of double fisting. I have my energy drink, just finishing that one up. But then I, I'm actually drinking Evan Williams as well. But it's just the black label. But I, I put in some, I have these really cool bitters. There's like orange and lavender and grapefruit and chocolate bitters. I have a package of these, so I just threw in some orange. Oh, so it's almost an old-fashioned, but not quite. Yeah, you can kind of play with it get some different flavors. So that's what I'm sipping on. Okay, cool. Before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing specific songs of each album, which will share under 20 seconds of each tune, unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we may need to highlight, and then we may do a second clip. We've made Apple Music and Spotify playlists. Just search Official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to our list in their entirety. This way, all the money for playing tunes will always head back to each artist. We have also created a current episode, Dirty Dozen Podcast Playlist, which will automatically update with each podcast to the current podcast. So subscribe once and always be updated. Also, look for the link to our YouTube playlist as well, because sometimes music sounds better when you can see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we're each coming to the table with six albums here. This is going to be kind of weird. We're doing this over Zoom. So our favorite 12 albums, net net, uh, that we would take if we were lost on a desert island and I was trapped with Jake. And we had a record player, I guess. With <laughs> We only country. country all the time. It's a country album. <laughs> country albums. Uh, we'll go through about two apiece on this one. Uh, so four total today, just to make this manageable. And I uh, hope to get each episode out fairly quickly. All right, Jake, what's your first album? Yeah, jumping in here. Yep. Um, right. well, well, first of all, how are you doing? How are you handling with this whole uh, stay-at-home order? I'm good. I mean, there's the obvious inconveniences. But overall, we're actually, I'm doing pretty good, enjoying it, working from home. I can roll out of bed in my pajamas and then just go to the computer and start working, have a Bloody Mary for lunch. So it's kind of like a little bit of paradise here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's your first album? What do you got? Yeah. So uh, we were kind of talking before about, I was mentioning how this one's a little bit more difficult, I feel like, than others. Only because I really love country, but it's such a broad mix and there's so many different artists and different things that you love about one or the other so when i realized that i had to pick only six it kind of made it a little bit of a challenge here so just jumping right in okay when i think of country music this guy is the first name that comes to mind and it's waylon jennings for me i am shocked that you would have waylon jennings on there it's, it's completely... yeah maybe you're not i think you're being uh, sarcastic yes i am a little bit <laughs> but yeah it's kind of obvious everyone knows he's my guy he's the Baldeer on Dukes of Hazard. He played bass for Buddy Holly. And really, if you think about it, one of the originators of that, the whole outlaw country sound sure. that kind of was going against the that popular country sound of the time. But like I said, for me, he's kind of uh, an embodiment of everything that I want in country. That voice for me is the best country voice. He could sing the phone book to you and it sounds super good. It's guitar style. I'm curious what album you want. With. Yeah. I wonder if you went with a duet or you went with, the, with just a solo. Oh, interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's what was so hard about, like, you know, when an artist has a, a catalog of stuff and you love them so much, it makes it a challenge to be like, oh, I got to pick an album. 
So I guess that's a good precursor to set up why I went with greatest hits of the 1979 album. Oh, so you went with greatest. I did. Oh, by the way, each of us has one either live album we can use or greatest hits we can use mm-hmm. for the six. I didn't want it to be everybody just go with greatest yeah, hits. Yeah, that is kind of a cop-out. Although for me, with all my picks, they're really this was the only guy that I kind of leaned towards doing a greatest hit. So I think it worked out well. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Hold like, on one sec. I'm recording what? Okay, that's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, the one, my no, daughter had to tell me that there are new clues for the mass Singer, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's on. Uh, we usually watch that Thursday. Yeah, it's a <clears throat> thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's fine. Yeah, Grace hits. For, so, when in talking about, like, you know, an artist work i felt like this album in particular really does good at representing a lot of his work and his sound like i said i could i could pick an album without greatest hits but the fact that this existed and i had this one on vinyl too like it's kind of my go-to so it would make sense that this is the one that i i picked as my favorite so there's uh three songs is, is that what we're going with some three songs here I mean, well, walk through the album and say why this album's great, and then we'll walk through the three songs you want to talk to. Talk. Yeah, well, that's what I was kind of saying. I think at least the time it came out, I think it did a really good job at kind of representing the work that he had done. Maybe a couple albums afterward, it's, he started to fall victim to that 80s country sound that I really hated that was like electronic drums with sound like the toms don't have bottom skins on them. It just was a really weird thing happening around in um, in the 80s in general, but I think... 80s and country was just uh, a difficult time. So, yeah, I think this kind of was towards the end of, of what we know of him as being like his his peak his of his material. That was just the best because he had albums that would that I think Shooter is still releasing to this day. His son of, of just stuff that there's in his catalog, but it doesn't sound as good as his outlaw 70s stuff, I think. Yeah, I mean, we got Lonely, Ornery and Mean. I've always been crazy. Honky Tonk Heroes. Looking back, Texas. I'm a rambling man. Amanda, Mama, there's a duet. Mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Yeah. Good-hearted woman, once again, another duet. Mm. And are you sure Hank has done this? Right. Done it this way. This way, I'm sorry. Mm. Can't. I am looking on my iPhone. We're all trying to figure this technology out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what song <clears throat> would you like yeah, so, would um, you like to talk about first? Are we are we gonna pick like three to represent, or how are we gonna? Yeah, three. Th- okay. Three represents is fine. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. So I'm just gonna start with the one. It's probably my favorite Waylon Jennings song is "Lonesome Only and Mean," which you mentioned earlier. It's it's really weird because this it's just a, a couple really simple chords to this song. It's nothing fancy. Like I said, one of my favorites. It really I think showcases his powerful vocals. It's good storytelling. That's kind of what you want in country, right? Yeah, especially Waylon and that whole outlaw scene. They always have uh, really good stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so let's listen to a little of Lonesome, Ornery, and Mean (laughs) by Waylon Jennings off the Greatest Hits album. Jake's first album from from the island, I guess. Here it is. She got tired of that smoky Okay, that's some ornery and mean mm-hmm. from uh, <clears throat> Waylon Jennings' Greatest Hits. I love those bass lines that just go boom, 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 boom. <laughs> As opposed to, <laughs> you know, Willy Wah. Willy Wah, Willy Wah. And what's great about that song, too, is there's a yodel later on, so that always makes for a good tune. Oh, always, especially in yeah. country. So I think you have mm-hmm. to have a yodeler. Which one of you can yodel before we go on tour? <laughs> At least one. I can do it. I can do it, sir. <laughs> All right, you come on down here. You yodel. <laughs> Put that fiddle down for a minute and yodel your brain out. That's all. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. All right. So what do you have next? Yeah, yeah next Wheeling one. Jennings. Um, it's the song Honky Tonk Heroes, Like Me. And I picked this one particularly because if I wasn't going to do this greatest hits, I was going to do the album Honky Tonk Heroes. But what's special about that album was that it was all Billy Joe Shaver songs, I think almost all of them. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really like he, he wrote the songs, which, you know, that's another country thing too, where everyone's writing songs for other people and you don't even realize the guy 
that you listen to is not the one who wrote that song, right? Oh, some of the ones I'll, we'll get to actually in one of mine that I think there's like 12 people on one of his songs. Totally, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's really uh, crazy and incestual kind of in that country uh, writing world. Mm-hmm. So that song, it's really cool. It starts mellow, picks up at the middle. What's really good about it, I think, is it, it really blends that honky-tonk country and the rock and roll attitude, which I think that whole album kind of does. But I think that is representative of just uh, Waylon's sound anyway. What he was just like—it's—it's it's really traditional honky tonk, but it has that the, the approach, that kind of punk rock or rock and roll spirit. When, it, when did you first hear Waylon? It was actually after I found out about Shooter, his son. And it kind of put—I mean, I'd heard it, but I never really dug into the catalog. And then once I did, it was like, oh my god! I don't know. I was in my early twenties. Okay, so like three years ago. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, I know you wish. <laughs> All right, let's hear honky tonk heroes like me. Count boobs and honky tonk heroes like me. Hey, hey. The losers and no account boozers and honky tonk heroes like me. Harmonica, I'm gonna all cut about, it off. All about those harmonica solos, <laughs> and then the halftime ending—it's super good. <laughs> no, no doubt. Oh no, that's that's some good stuff. I like it how it like picks up about into the second yeah, verse. Yeah, it feels good. It kind of sets that mood, and then you feel that tension, and especially because it's all—it feels mono, you know, the way it's recorded. Yeah, yeah, it's just dated, right? And that's when it was, right? Mm-hmm. You hear that mono sound, and all of a sudden, you don't expect it. You expect the Robert Johnson. You know, you expect that to just yeah. stay that way, and then it kicks in. And it's yep. great. Yeah. All right. What's your final Will and Jenny song? Yeah, last one from there. Um, it's a toughie, but I went with "I'm a Rambling Man." I just love that guitar hook. It's got a the song just kind of has a funky feel to it as well. So it's one that makes you kind of move. Sure, absolutely. No, it's a great tune. Let's listen to "I'm a Rambling Man" by Will and Jennings. I'm a rambling man Don't give your heart to rambling man You'd better move away You're standing too close to the flame Once I mess with your mind Your little heart won't <laughs> Not to be confused with <laughs> Lord, I was born around the Also, a very good song. Thieves. <laughs> There's so many rambling men. No, I know, I know. Oh, it's a great, by the way. <laughs> oh, man, I love that song. I feel gypped that you stopped it now. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, that's, we're not talking about uh, Southern Rock here. We're talking about, we were talking about Whaling Jennings. <laughs> well, it's one step away. One step away. <laughs> I guess, to some degree. Uh, mm. Mine is going to be... Ooh, I'm going to take a left turn from the there because I kind of had an idea that you were all yeah. into that outlaw country. <laughs> There's part of me that has them. I have extra albums on my list. And if you happen to talk about that artist, I won't put it on. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that William Jennings is on there, but I'm just saying that of that genre, I have a feeling you're going to be right down that lane. That's my guess. Maybe. I might surprise you. Well, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. And now let's just move on. I don't know if I'll surprise you on this one. My first album, he's the artist that brought me to country music at all. I didn't know much about it. I was a rock guy. And I saw his special on TV. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's great. And I ended up seeing him, oh, I've seen him four times live in concert. Well, three times with the band and one in Vegas. Garth Brooks. Mm, I thought you were going to say that. You know... His greatest hits album is, of course, the best. If if I put that on there, everybody would know every song. So if you have a chance to totally. listen to that, listen to it. That's not what I'm going to do here, though, because <laughs> all of his albums are really good, too. So I went with the album that really broke him. I went with No Fences. It was on the top 40 albums chart for 126 weeks straight when it came out. Yeah, I really think it's his best album, and by... All the people, 18 million plus people who bought the album, I'm probably not alone in that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the album starts with Thunder Rolls, 
which is a great tune and it actually got banned in a bunch of radio stations down south because it was about a wife dealing with her husband's infidelity really then it went into new way to fly which is about broken hearts but all these are written by different people so it may not be garth's life per se but he did accumulate these songs over his career and this is his second album Mm. then it's two of a kind working on a full house i love that song so much (laughs) it's great I've I've I heard that song covered and then uh, I realized it was a Garth Brooks song. I'm like, oh, of course, it's just too good. Yeah, victim of the game. He had that line in there. It doesn't matter who you are. It treats everyone the same. All you need is a heart to be a victim of the game. So it's mm. all about being loved and lost and all that stuff. Then there's a small song that was a minor hit that I always liked though. It's friends in low places. <laughs> you can't not uh, acknowledge that song, right? Well, absolutely. It's one of those songs with four notes of an arpeggiated chord. Everybody knows the song right off the bat. And as soon as you play that, I don't care what band you're in. If you yeah. play those, dun, 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 when you play that, it's like everybody in the world knows know. that. And they love it. And they all sing along. Yeah. yeah, It's a perfect bar song, I think. It is. It's a drinking <laughs> song in a, in a country bar, for sure. And Wild Horses, not like the Rolling Stones' Wild Horses, but this is <laughs> the way I love the rodeo. I guess I should never let her go before I hurt her more than she loves me. Wild Horses keep dragging me away. <laughs> so it's the rodeo type of thing. Then one of my favorite songs by him, there's so many times in life you can appreciate this next song. It's uh, Unanswered Prayers, which is all about praying to God for something and God not answering, or you think he's not answering, but it's the best thing that ever happened to you. Mm. Then it's the same old story, same old story that everybody knows. It's one heart holding on and the other letting go, you know, so it's another broken heart song. And then the Mr. Blue is on that same genre, I guess. It's when you say you love me, prove it out by going on the sly, going with other guys and stuff. Proving your love is untrue, you call me Mr. Blue. (laughs) And Wolves, Uh, Wolves I kind of, I like a lot. I'm not going to talk about it here. Well, I'll talk about it right now, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. uh, f- focus on it. But it says, Lord, please shine a light of hope on those of us who fall behind. And when we stumble in the snow, could you help us up while there's still time? Mm. And don't let us be caught by the wolves. And when we fall, don't let that wolf come and grab us, that sort of thing. So right. it's, it's a really a, a deep song. All right, let's just start with Thunder Rolls, I think. Garth co-wrote the song with another songwriter, and Garth was listening to the radio, and he heard the line, Rolling Thunder, and he's like, that's a good idea, and he goes through the guy who was writing, he was a songwriter before he got big, really, and he says, well, that's it, what if we made it a song about a wife dealing with a cheating husband, and every time he cheats, the thunder rolls, and they were Mm -hmm. joking around, and it just kind of took off, and he actually sold the song to Tanya Tucker. And Tanya Tucker actually recorded it, but it didn't make her album, and she was going to put it on the next album. But then Garth started picking up his career, and he's like, "Can I grab that song back?" Really? And she was, and she was fine, and she took it back. Oh wow! Obviously, it was a number one song. I had no idea. Yeah. And once again, that was banned in the South. VH1 was the savior of this song because it wasn't played on the country stations because it was too graphic. There's an extra verse that they cut on the album version but on the live version and when i've seen him live it, he talks about the woman going back up into the drawer pulls the, out the pistol because tonight will be the last night she'll wonder where he's been it's like she gets the pistol to go finish him at the end so they allude to that in the video and that was part of the controversy of it mm. i don't think I, I i remember that video when it came out, but I don't think I paid attention to it, especially when it came out, because wasn't, that wasn't even in my space, right? I wasn't even into that sort of uh, music. Yeah, but watch any of his videos on YouTube, or better yet, just grab one of his live albums. Yeah. I think it's on most of them. Check it out, uh, Thunder Rolls, and you'll hear their full version. Yeah. And let's take a listen to Thunder Rolls. Praying it's the weather that's kept him out all night And the Thunder Rolls It's just a great tune. It is. I think that song's even better live, though. I mean, there was all pyrotechnics and such. 
he was the first country artist, I think. I think that's why he broke so hard yeah. to get into that whole... He was a fan of Kiss, and he brought that into his stage show. Mm. So the lights would go down, and the thunders roll in, and the lights are flashing. Nobody did that in country music. Not country, no, yeah. It's just such a big show. Yep. And he's running around stage like Steven Tyler and <laughs> flying around constantly. With that mic, the Madonna mic. Yeah, with the, with, with the mic, because he's <laughs> yeah. running around so much. Yep. And he's swinging through the air, and he's doing everything. It's... It's yeah. crazy. And even I saw him last year and he's like climbing on top of a drum cage. There's a <laughs> huge drum cage over the completely surrounding the drummer, which is all cages should do, by the way. <laughs> Drummers are dangerous. <laughs> but he's on top of it, jumping around where he could fall. It's it's like a children's monkey bars. Right. Almost. And he's jumping around on top of it. I'm like, he could fall in and he's <laughs> around. And he's hitting cymbals from the top and it's, it's, he's going crazy, and it's just it's, he's that sort of energy. And the yep. thunder rolls when he when that plays, it's crazy. And he even has rain coming down and all that stuff to kind of make it seem that way. Yeah. Okay, I will go. Everybody knows friends in low places, so I don't think I have to go there. <laughs> Although that's obviously one of the best songs uh, ever. Uh, the interesting story about that before I get out of it is the guy who wrote the song is. Uh, Bud Lee and Dwayne Blackwell. So it wasn't a Garth Brooks song, <laughs> as Lee. a lot of these are, right? Uh, and he said he was going to a, um, a restaurant, and when the check came, he one of the guys realized he didn't have any money. The other guy says, don't worry, I have friends in low places. <laughs> he knew the cook. That started the song, yeah. And that's where the whole thing started. Yep. All right, I'm going to go with Jake's favorite song, the one he was talking about, Two of a Kind, Working on a Full House. Actually, I... Do you know that was uh, Warren Haynes? Uh, oh, was from, one of the uh, writers on the song. Almond Brothers, huh? from the Almond Brothers, yeah. Oh. And uh, I know that guitarist. <laughs> that makes sense. Why it's such a good tune. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things. They had a writing session, and he looks over at the guy next to him. And he's like, "What do you have? What do you have?" You know, oh, I have all these ideas. And he goes through his page, and he's like looking down. And he goes, two of a kind working on a full house." That's the idea, and that's yep. what, let's, let's start writing. And within like three hours, they were done. That line is is great. Yeah, it's clever. This is a clever song. It's great tune. So let's listen to Two of a Kind working on a full house. That little woman like the crops need a rain. She's my honeycomb and I'm her sugar cane. We really fit together if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're two of a kind working on a yeah, and that's something you can relate to, especially if you're a parent, obviously, yeah. and with a spouse or a son or a daughter, even. So, mm-hmm. Great tune. Great tune. Now, I'm going to go with back to Unanswered Prayers, which is based, this is actually based on a Garth Brooks idea. He has co-writers with this, of course. Yeah. He came up with the idea for this song, and it's Unanswered Prayers, and it actually happened where he ran into the girl he dated in high school when he went back to a high school game with his wife. And he realized that breaking up with this girl and marrying his wife, that was the best thing that ever happened to him. (laughs) That, that, you know, he says, every time I sing this song, it teaches me the same lesson. Happiness isn't about getting what you want. It's about wanting what you got. Hmm. I always like that. Yeah, it's a good line. There's some great uh, truth bombs in country songs. (laughs) There is. It's about life, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of times people want things to happen and, oh, I wish this person would be the person I'd be with the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. especially when you're like 14. Yeah. And you think that sort of, <laughs> sort of thing. And you've got the world figured out. Yes, you have. <laughs> I'm a teenager at home. So anyway, let's listen to unanswered prayers. <laughs> to the man of the stairs and just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Anyway, that's unanswered prayers. Good stuff. That's a great tune. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like he has some of those songs when you start country music, it's so much about story. 
Totally. And it pulls you in. It's like watching one of those like tearjerker dramas that my wife likes so much on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's the same type of thing. It's like yeah. you go in. It's like oh, this big heavy heavy drama. Yeah. And it talks about life, and it talks about struggles, and it talks about mm-hmm. the pain and the suffering, and mm-hmm. and why you should go get a beer. Yeah, that's what kind of resonates <laughs> and connect. Because to that point, when I was growing up, I hated country, and it took. Yeah, yeah. I think one day it clicks. Like if. Um, you just have to live enough, right? You said it's about life. It's always a commentary about just kind of that, everything you just said, it encapsulates it all. And it's just that sort of connection to that music where it becomes um, special to you. So unless you've been, uh, had a broken heart or been drunk, then you're not going to get country music. <laughs> right. No, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I, but there's parts of the country that that's where they come up with. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, where my parents are from. That's totally. where you start with there as right. opposed to starting yeah. with rock. That is so. just the music that you're exposed to, like, right away. And it's basically all there is. Yeah, me, it was Garth. He kind of brought me over. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this, the mm. songwriting and the the music and the energy. And what is this guy about? Who's this guy? Mm-hmm. And, and as I said, the Hits album is a great album. Yeah. <laughs> so... If you're gonna start, start there, and you'll be blown away. Yeah, that and then makes you'll sense. Get into all the yeah, rest, and yeah. then dig in. I think I'm gonna do that now. Uh, he has. He's been doing uh, with this whole coronavirus thing. He's been doing Monday nights. Him and Trisha. He's married to Trisha Yearwood, mm-hmm. and they do a concert every Monday where they do requests from the audience. Oh, cool! And he just sits there with acoustic and plays. It's. Wow. It's when I saw him in Vegas. He played for two and a half hours him on stage alone no band no nothing hmm. acoustic guitar mic and trisha yearwood came out and sang two songs hmm. with him but other than that it was him playing and intimate setting you know we're talking about under 500 people in the room wow and yeah. it's you're sitting there and you're watching it and it was just he's just sitting there all by himself naked you know not really but you know <laughs> with just his guitar wow, that's worth and a money. guitar and a mic and you know it was cowboy hat and not even cowboy hat he had like a jeans a t-shirt and a baseball cap on yeah you know what i mean he was just out there playing and talking yeah. to people and that's cool really see the person and uh it was great and his big stage shows are completely different from that yeah his, his stage but that's shows. more of like the a vh1 storytellers kind of atmosphere right where it's that sort of yeah. more unplugged where it brings that intimacy into it and you kind of probably hear some commentary on the song and and what's behind it and all those kind of cool parts and he actually played a lot of other people's songs from uh neil young to yeah uh whoever influenced him on which is also cool because you get to hear like their interpretations of these these great songs where they're not going to put it on an album but to go see them live you know you could see them just pull these songs out yeah it was it's that snapshot in time where he did that for a couple years and that was it Hmm. If you didn't see him then, you're not ever going to see him do that. Was that, that so. pre-Chris Gaines or post-Chris Gaines? That was post-Chris Gaines. Oh, okay. Chris Gaines, I tell you what, I, that that album isn't bad. You know, I don't I don't remember <laughs> even if I've listened to it, but I don't think, I don't, I'm not going to say I would hate it, I just don't know what it sounds like. I just heard it was like his rock approach, right? He was what? supposed, no, he was supposed to be in a movie. Oh. And they were, part of the marketing for it was him to put out a rock album before the movie came out. Oh. And then the movie got shelved. So he left hanging like he was this crazy person. And he had his, like, frosted tips and his, like, soul patch. He was going to be in this movie. Oh. And he was going to play this character. So they thought a year before, why don't you just put on an album? A promotional. For that uh, promotion yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And he did. And then the movie never came out. Oh, that's unfortunate. Because like, <laughs> to this day, I never knew that until right now. Yeah. Yeah, that was the genesis oh. behind that. Poor Chris. And, uh, and I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure Garth, he may have pushed for that option and let's do that and let's push it yeah. and he was trying to stretch and he's as yeah. he said he was a kiss fan he's a rock fan he's in that too mm-hmm. and wanted to go and give it a shot so anyway what is your second album after this commercial huh? break yeah good idea or bathroom break as the case may be yeah beer and bathroom <laughs> ready to go what up jake okay i'm back i got some okay. mgds here really oh, bad very good <laughs> It's uh, it fits with the rednecky uh, country vibe. I don't have no MGDs. <laughs> I just have Evan Williams, and of course I have the hundred proof. <laughs> Make it count. Just put some bitters in there. 
<laughs> it's just it's, it's uh, the great thing about Evan Williams 100 proof just so you're saying that which is bottled and bond you can drink that neat and it's without nothing in it it's yeah. good that was you a know good what I mean one. for a for a $14 bottle or $18 bottle whatever it is by you mm-hmm. a cheap bottle of whiskey the bottle the white label Evan Williams is fantastic just so you're saying yeah I agree any so <laughs> Jake, now it's time for you to do right, next, your, your second album. Next okay. selection. We're operas next week, by the way. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know if I could do that. That'll be Bond putting people to sleep. Say goodbye. Da, da, da. I wouldn't even know where to start with that, but yeah. It's something that I've heard in Italian restaurants while I'm eating. <laughs> That's the only place you should probably be hearing it, unless you're at the opera. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing what they could do with their voices. True, yeah, I'm impressed. But I don't want to rock out, too. glass. No, there's no rocking out. Although Metallica tried a couple times. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back to country. Yeah. Um, and kind of thinking about, you know, presenting my six and trying to group them appropriately. And I already mentioned this guy earlier, so it makes sense. If I'm going to talk about Waylon, then I'm going to go into his son, uh, Shooter Jennings. Here. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I think... Shooter was the guy that really turned me on to to country, or at least ignited that sort of uh, interest to to look into it more, really, real, uh, it, it more in depth. I think it was um, 2006. I saw he opened for Allison Chains at the Roxy, and I didn't know about him. He opened for Allison Chains. Really? Yeah, it was it was like a small um, special show because I think they were just coming back as a band, right? Um, I don't even think William Duvall was their singer yet. It was still just bringing in different singers to come in and do different songs but shooter opened and i was really impressed uh and i went and bought electric rodeo the album okay when i looked more into into shooter much later on kind of found out he he started playing like nine Nails influenced stuff kind of what you would expect from a son and his father like you're going to be into your dad's stuff but you're going to find something that's yours that's mm-hmm. like your rebellion so he started getting into that so did he cash that music in now he has, um, there was something, him and his dad did a song called Phoenix Sun, or a, an album that never saw the light of day. And now because he's kind of a little bigger, he released it mm-hmm. on his label. And it's it's uh, it's interesting because it's, it's just him and his dad. And his dad, you know, was a sweet dude to kind of indulge his son and, and uh, do something that's out of his, his field. It's an interesting album. But yeah, so he started doing that. And then he was in a band called Stargun, which is like Guns N' Roses when they moved to he moved to Hollywood and was in that band. Um, and then when he disbanded that and then decided for some reason to do country, this was his debut album. Uh, and it was put the O back in country. And he's gone on to incorporate kind of his earlier influences again into his albums lately. But he had some stuff for a while. Um, one album was Hero Fant that he did was really actually like that one a lot. Um, it was the same band, but it was just a little different. It was like a concept album. Okay. He's working right now with Marilyn Manson as like producing an album for him. He's kind of getting a little bit bigger. He did Duff McKagan's album. So he's working as a producer now, pretty much? Yeah, I think you probably, and you're familiar with it too. A lot of musicians and friends, you realize, they realize that if they're going to like kind of have longevity in the music scene, probably getting into producing and that space is going to help you to, to make money. and Because you can last when you're old. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, like I said, he did Duff McKagan's album. He did a dance album somewhere in there, which is just kind of bizarre. I'm not a fan Duff of McKagan a McKagan did a dance album? No, uh, Shooter did. <laughs> no, I <laughs> But I bet if Duff did it, it would sound better. Uh, but yeah, I actually know a lot of the guys in Shooter's band. I've played with some of them um, in different like projects and live gigs, but really good guys. And this album, like I said, when I dug into it, it was... It was a perfect storm to kind of open up that world for for country for me to like start to dig in and just pick apart and and uh, feast on. So, yeah, put the O back in country, kind of a crass title, right? But <laughs> there's um, a lot of good tunes on there, and it was between that one and Electric Rodeo were the the two big ones for me. But the so you uh, went with the put the O back, yeah, which was the original one. But it's it's funny because I think I read that Electric Rodeo was written and recorded before elect or. Uh, Put the O back in country was recorded. So for some reason, the label decided to like write new stuff maybe and give us an album. And then they went and released the the one that they submitted the first time as the second album. I'm not sure how often maybe they happens. wanted a, maybe it's more of a like 
traditional country. Is it, it more is, traditional? Yeah. yeah. I think it is. It's still got that little bit of um, the outlaw sound, right, where it's like not going to fit necessarily, but it did kind of. The second one is a little bit looser. Maybe, um, I don't know, there's drug references and stuff still too. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's probably a lot of reasons behind it, but. Yeah, I didn't know. Maybe yeah. it was fit into his father's footsteps as opposed to totally. The other uh, yeah, because they're gonna totally ride that name right and try and cash yeah. in on that. Try to get that build up, and then he yeah. can start ex- yeah, experimenting. Yeah. It. Right, then you can get a little bit of artistic freedom and and uh, start making dance albums. <laughs> of course, with <laughs> Duff McGee. <laughs> yeah, with Duff McGee. We're gonna start some rumors. There we go. <laughs> Jake um, and I are starting a new band with Duff McKagan. We're going to play <laughs> disco tunes. <laughs> yeah. GNR songs to dance to. Yeah. All right. It's Put the O Back in Country. Mm-hmm. So I have like I have three songs I picked. Um, i trying to think of what a good order is to kind of introduce. Let's just start with Lonesome Blues. It's one of the maybe the slower tunes. It's actually written by Leroy Powell who was okay. the guitar player for the first couple albums, or first three, I think. Um, he's a solo artist now, and I really like his stuff. But this song I always kind of connected to. It just feels great. Shooter's got his raspy voice going, and there's that, the the cry of the steel guitar really really sells it. So this has always been just kind of a, an emotional tune, I think. It feels good. Now, okay, let's listen to Lonesome Blues off of Shooter's Put the O Back in Country. When there's nothing left to lose anymore If there's a door I'll go through and walk right into my lonesome blues Yeah, I mean, imagine growing up. He grew, he grew up on the bus with the highwaymen. Yeah, Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson just walking around, and he's and just Chris a Christopherson. Kid. And yeah. that, I mean, that, that's everybody who's on that bus. But he actually went on tour with them. Yeah, and he has no idea that they're like a big deal. He's just a kid with his dad's friends. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is. It's pretty bizarre when you hear some of his uh, stories and everything. And that's a 2005 album, by the way. So yeah, so it's a uh, relatively you know within the last 15 years. Yeah, and there's it's funny because there's some cameos on this album, like George Jones. Is on there. George Jones is on there, really? And uh, he does the end. He actually does He Stopped Loving Her Today at the end of one of the songs. Um, and then Hank Jr. does a, a track where he's pretending to like leave a message on his answering machine. So it's really, it's Hank, really good. Hank album. Jr.'s a trip. He <laughs> is, man. I, I love him. His music is not as good as the dude, I think. <laughs> but I still like, you know, he's still great. Uh, he's a... He's a... Yeah, if I could make a, a top ten list of his songs, yeah, then I could make it an album. Same, that's what, and that's probably the artist that I think we talked about a little bit before. Of like, you could take his best of, like a sample of each album, take one or two songs and make one really good album. The yeah. rest of it, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of filler in there. Yeah, it, totally. Well, a lot of good songs, but a lot of filler. Yeah, yeah. totally. Anyway, yeah. enough about him. All right, uh, yeah. back to Shooter. Yeah, okay, moving down the line. Let's do. Um, this is a really good one. Busted in Baylor County. This was a funny, actually true story. I confirmed it with the bass player, Ted Russell Camp. It's about getting busted for drugs on the road, and they got pulled over. They were put in jail and everything. But apart from the story, the music, it scoots. It's real fast-paced kind of country jam. There is a little breakdown. It's a little nod to Black Sabbath in there where they play Sweet Leaf real quick. Depending on the version you hear, sometimes it's edited. Yeah, like I said, fun song, really good uh, fast country tune. And it's all legal now. Yeah, depending on, I guess, what state. Maybe not in Baylor County. <laughs> yeah, we're, maybe not in Texas. <laughs> uh, so you have to, one of these days, I mean, you know all these people. If you're going to start talking about it, it'd be kind of cool that one of these days, it's like, hey, can you, do you mind, like, coming in and chatting with us or... Yeah, I could or, or, or even if you do an interview on the side and we bring it in, and that's cool. No, uh, yeah. I bet you John Schreffler Jr., he's a guitar player for Shooter and like some other guys. He'd be down to probably um, do a little drop-in. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun. You're in that L.A. scene, and you've been around enough to, to know people. I was. Back in another life, I get you. <laughs> Before you hit the big time on the Dirty Dozen podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to Busted in Baylor County. (laughs) 
a true story. Locked up in the back of the trailer and the guitars and the piano seat. Mm, we went to jail, locked up in a cell, charged with possession of that. Busted in Baylor County? All right, there's 12 songs on the album. Is there any songs you don't like on the album? Yeah, I should say of all the albums, this one I think is more solid from start to finish. Okay. Where you're like, okay, this is good. I think the opening track, Put the O Back in Country, is it's a Neil Young song that Shooter's Dad did, but they redid it. And it's kind of, I don't know, it falls flat. I guess it's a good opener to the album, but it's whatever. It's a Whalen song. Yeah, it's actually a Neil Young song. Oh, a Neil Young song that Whalen did. Yeah. Sweet Savannah is a good acoustic one. I think I just get tired of it. I'll pass that one sometimes. Actually, you know what? No, they're they're pretty good songs. I'm looking through the list now, and um, that's what I think why I went with this album is because uh, when you want a good album, you want to be able just to hit play and leave it alone, leave it alone. right? You just want to I'm thinking it. vinyl. I mean, if we had to have it on yeah. vinyl, you have to make that at least yeah. side by side. You have to be like, okay, I'm going to listen to the whole thing now. Totally. It's got to be worth that effort because it's intentional listening. So you're going to hit drop that needle and you're going to stop and just take it all in and not do the shuffle play that we're all used to nowadays with yeah. just, you know, mixed playlists and all that. That's good. So what's up next? What do you got? Yeah, next one. This one's Steady at the Wheel. This was actually written by uh, Ted Russell Camp, the bass player. He's a He has a lot of albums, actually solo albums, and really good songwriter. How do you meet him? Uh, there was a, uh, Islands 32 in Van Nuys is a place where I first would start to go to open jams, and I realized that a lot of kind of industry folks were there, and specifically a lot of the, the country guys were there. And that's where I started. I met Matty Barrow and joined the All Nighters because he was just starting to write new music. And uh, so it's kind of that weird country circuit that I just fell into. And Ted, we call him TRK. He uh, he plays with a lot of different bands, but um, he's in demand. He's an amazing bass player. Like when you hear him play on stuff, you can tell. It's one of those guys, like, you know, you can tell like they just bring something that's just them. And you can tell it's them in a song. And for a bass player, I think that's really saying a lot too. Absolutely. But yeah, so it's just that thing of just hanging out, um, catching uh, people just doing open mic stuff and kind of uh, building songs live with uh, bringing up players and just feeling it out. It's a really cool environment there. Um, and I think if people are looking to connect with musicians, that's a good place because there's a lot of good folks there. Okay, what about Steady at the Wheel? This one is more of a actually a Southern rock jam, but still countrified, so I think it still fits in this this playlist here. Uh, it's a fun song to play. I, I used to play this with a friend. Um who, who moved away, but this was a fun one. We just play it like jam rooms, just throw that one out there. Uh, I think when you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, this is a good, like driving to my car, summer day, windows down, just uh, feeling good. It's kind of like, I don't know, Leonard Skinner-ish, but yeah, check it out. Okay, let's take a listen. All right, yeah, it's a good album, man. Uh, it really pushes the limit of it, it's almost southern rock. It's it's at that fringe there. He has that country bass, but he's still yeah. There's there's definitely those elements in there, but but like I said, uh, maybe the songs I picked to kind of uh, to show the album aren't as country, but it's rich with lots of country in there. No, no, all good, all good. All right, well, my next one is gonna be. This was, for me, it's one of my favorite artists, period. Uh, I've seen him, I went and saw him at the Hollywood Bowl. Brad Paisley, fantastic guitar player. One of the most magnificent shows I've seen. He had a hologram of Carrie Underwood come out and sing a song with him. Really? And it was the first time I saw a hologram live. Wow. And he had all this, he's a, a virtuoso on guitar. And a lot of people you yeah. don't, understand that but that man can play uh there's a video that you can get on youtube probably assuming it's still out of him on his last tour coming through jake you're still there i lost you for a minute hello jake you there <laughs> this timeout is brought to you by the fine folks at evan williams bourbon 
Evan Williams bourbon. When there's a timeout, grab an Evan Williams. We're not sponsored by Evan Williams or anybody, by the way. Hey. Hey, there it is. <laughs> there we go. Also, I was talking. I was like, hello? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was you because I was looking down at the bottom like, oh, it looks all red. Like, those bars are red. And I, I realized it said I have no internet, so. Oh, yeah. I hate that when that. I hate I hate it when that happens. Yeah. It's part of the uh, the world we're in right now. Oh, I know. It's it's crazy. All right. I saw Brad Paisley at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Virtuoso, amazing guitar player. Just amazing songs. This was almost one that I, and even in hindsight, I'm kicking myself for holding off on this. His American Saturday Night album is amazing. The first album I bought by him was Hits Live. And what a fantastic live album that is. It's the best version of American Saturday Night you can hear. When I saw him play it live and he played, uh, he does virtuoso like guitar solo songs mm. and stuff like this live. And he has all the effects. It looks like he's jumping in the pool at part of it, but there's no pool. And it's just the, the level of show that you get when you go to a Brad Paisley show right. is so high. And he's walking around all the time and you can see his hands moving like freaking lightning and yeah, you were the one actually like telling me that not too long ago about um, how like you know, it, apart from just being the, a good country artist, but like his skills on the guitar are amazing. And he has like a custom guitar, right? With the the B is it the G B bender? G bender. Yeah. Where it's just like oh, that's that's a really cool uh, thing to have. Yeah, it's really neat. It's connected to the strap of the guitar, so he just moves the guitar down, and he gets a cool sound out yeah. of it, almost like a pedal steel yeah. type of sound. He's a great song writer or a great song picker in some cases, but he had an album that didn't do well, which is Wheelhouse, which was the first album that didn't have a number one hit for him. And he has a lot of albums. Uh, the guitar album Play is amazing. American Center, like I said before, but I went for something more modern. He came off of Wheelhouse. And in 2014, he had a new album come out, and he was pretty amazing about how he marketed it from that point of view. Uh, he released his album single by single, mm. but through different people's Twitter. Weird. For example, he has a song called um, American Flag on the Moon about, hey, America, get up, you know, no matter what. There's an American flag on that moon. He said his son looked up in the sky and goes, I think I see it, Dad. I think I see it, you know what I mean, from that. And he thought it was so cute. But he had NASA release that, one of the astronauts, uh. release that song through Twitter. And he had, like, all these people. Wow. Yeah, another example, there is a uh, song about a song called Shattered Glass, which is about women breaking the glass ceiling, moving to their dreams, etc. Ellen DeGeneres released that. Uh. Because he, it was all being released early anyway. So he was controlling it. That's smart. It's creative. I thought it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. And this album was kind of, he came back with it. And it's not necessarily a virtuoso album, but it's just a really good album. It's called Moonshine in the Trunk. And that's the one I'm going to go with. And I know people are going to be screaming because he has a lot of songs like Online and Water and <laughs> Mud on the Tires and all, all older stuff, which is fantastic. And he's, as I said, listen to Hits Alive. If you have a chance, just listen to that album. It's fantastic. Anyway, uh, but Moonshine in the Trunk is fantastic, too. It starts with this song called Crushing It, which is about life is crappy and you may fail at your job during the week. But on Friday, I'll drink a beer can and I'll be crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at the Riverbank, which was kind of his first single off of the album, which you may have heard. It goes, we've got an inner tube, we've got a trailer hitch, we're near the river, and we're far from rich. we got each other and gas in the tank, we're laughing all the way to the riverbank. He's always got such a good way of playing with words. Mm. It's a, a good tune that way. Perfect Storm is about his wife coming into his life, and it's this whole, she's impacted his life like this storm that rolled through, and she was the perfect storm that hit him. High Life, I'm going to talk about later. Although that's a weird song to highlight. It's all about people being opportunists and suing people and mm. trying to get rich by doing nothing. But he always has these like quirky songs in his 
out. He has this song called Camouflage, not on this album, about a guy in school painting his car camouflage. And another one, Catch All the Fish, Drink All the Beer. I think it was on American Saturday Night. It's just fantastic. It's just goofy stuff. I'm going to catch all the fish, I'm going to drink all the beer. It's just so much fun. And it's just fun, fun, silly songs that he'll throw in there. And High Life, I think, is the one on this album. Uh, Moonshine in the Trunk is the title track. Uh, Shattered Glass, which I talked about. Limes. When life gives you limes, you add tequila and make margarita. <laughs> That's better than lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have to. It's about dating in a political correct world sort of thing. It's like you're perfectly capable of buying your own beer, but you shouldn't have to. You're perfectly capable of opening that door, but you shouldn't have to, that sort of thing. But of course, he takes it to a little extremes in there too. Fix your own car, take out the trash, etc. Mm. Uh, Four Wall Park is kind of... A riff off of Mud on the Tires is like seeing a hot woman and getting them all worked up. And he's like, I'm going to take this four-wheel drive and put it in a four-wheel park. <laughs> <laughs> Gone Green is this goofy thing about a redneck who decides to uh, go green and can't show his truck and stuff. Really? Uh, American Flag on the Moon I talked about before. Uh, Country Nation, I think I'm going to talk about in this. And Me and Jesus is his final song on the album. Hmm. which is a fantastic tune. Hmm. And he talked about, you know, mixing this during when he was visiting the troops in Afghanistan on the plane with his laptop. And it was originally recorded by George Jones and Tammy Wynette, but he does such a great job on that. And I may not talk about that on this one, but you really should listen to that. It's such a fantastic tune. So anyway. All right. So let's start off. We'll start off with crushing it. Brad Pesley says, this is a moonshine jar, half full song for people who work hard and play hard. And he did a video with this and he had all the country artists of the day as superheroes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I gotta see this then. <laughs> oh, it's, it's really funny. It says like uh, Zach Brown's in it <laughs> and Zorro Brown Bandoleros and uh, Kenny Chesney is Aquaman and Keith Urban <laughs> is Captain Australia. <laughs> you know, and he has all these people in there. And it's kind of funny. He has uh, Blake Shelton when... He, he was married to Miranda Lambert. This was at the time. Yeah. And and he has Blake Shelton drinking beer, throwing it up, and Miranda Lambert shooting it with a uh. shotgun. <laughs> so, but anyway, it was, it was supposedly drawn by Brad Paisley himself. That's cool. Yeah, he's got some good talent. It's just a, a good song. So let's listen to Crushing It. Since I had one out of the park or nailed it, as they say, I guess I've been in a dry spell, but that's about to change. Cause That's crushing it. Uh, the first song I'm going to talk about, and quite frankly, going through these songs, I could pick any of these songs and talk about them because the album is really solid. Mm -hmm. Let me go to High Life. It's a wacky story about a family, so Brad Paisley says, about a family who sees potential in any situation. These are optimists, and these people, a litigious family, they see opportunities everywhere. People may see disaster, but they see opportunity. And he actually brought Carrie Underwood, who was sued for one of the songs both of them recorded together, were sued because somebody said that they wrote that song back in the day, and they start talking about that in the song. Uh. But not necessarily <laughs> that specific thing, but it's from the other point of view. They also talk about Chick-fil-A quite a bit in the song. <laughs> one of the settlements these people deal with is they she slips and falls in front of Chick-fil-A and she goes I know they're a Christian bunch so I didn't ask for all that much so she gave me $10,000 Chick-fil-A for life you know what I mean <laughs> Chick-fil-A for life <laughs> and so they start talking about waffle fries and Polynesian sauce and all this other stuff but they keep buying like trampolines and like above ground pools and stuff like that it's really kind of funny and once again, he always has these kind of silly songs in there. Yeah, that... I was going to say, it seems like it's something that he does. He kind of has a little tongue-in-cheek uh, with his songwriting. He's a, he's a brilliant songwriter. If you listen to the lyrics and you look how they're crafted, it's brilliant. And whether he wrote every song, his team around him is awesome then. So anyway, let's listen to High Life off of Moonshine in the Trunk. Your mama slipped on a patch of ice outside of Chick-fil-A. 
Christian bunch So he didn't ask for all that much Settle out of court for 10,000 bucks And free chicken till our dying day That was just the verse, but you really have to hear the chorus to appreciate it. So here's part of the chorus. A bunch of lives Living the high life Money burning a hole right Through the pockets of a holy jeans Mama's got a limb now But we all get to swim now Cause we got an above ground Sitting out by the trampoline Anyway, yeah, it's such a good That's tune. clever. That's good stuff. <laughs> There's two songs I want to play here, and I can't play both. So, right, well, let me just talk briefly about Country Nation before I don't play it. <laughs> it's about people who are sports fans and people who have real jobs. Here's the little lyrics. We work in the factories and the fields, assembly lines and coal mines and steel mills. That's what we do, but there's more to us than that. If you want to know who we are, it's on the logos of our caps. We're mountaineers, volunteers, with a tie that rolls. We're Seminoles. We're a herd of longhorn steers. We drive Ford and Chevrolet to your 24 and 88. We crank our music up Friday nights on 2,000 country stations. Yeah, we're one big country nation. That's right. Everybody who sort of goes through the week and they're working hard and they're doing everything for you and they're there. But if you look at them, you'll see they're wearing a baseball cap or they're wearing a college cap in this case. It's like they identify with that in college football. And obviously, that's one of the big things that's missing during this mm -hmm. the thing is there's no for people who have that as an outlet i know you're not one of them no, but no, sports i am yeah i'm a baseball fan and i miss that yeah. quite a bit and uh that was such an outlet and i have music still which is great and you guys have podcasts and music which is perfect it's all you together but i'm gonna go with a song called moonshine in the trunk right off it stands out right away because it's just a little bit more aggressive and it's the story of driving in your car with your girl. Thinking back to the days of Dukes of Hazard and moonshine running. Let's pretend we have moonshine in the trunk. Lights on our tail. If we get caught, we're going to be hauled off to jail. <laughs> Helping out Uncle Jesse doing a midnight run. <laughs> but it's 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 a good tune so uh let's hear it and it's a little more rock than some of the other songs but, the, but still it's a great tune so let's listen to moonshine in the trunk like there's moonshine in the trunk So we're done with episode one. Wow, that was good. It's broad. I mean, we have it's uh, quite quite it's a different spread of songs, but mm -hmm. of artists really of albums. Right. But I kind of knew you were going to go for the outlaw type of thing. So you know we got Whalen and uh, Shooter, which is both Jennings. Yeah, Jennings is. You went with the Jennings, Jennings twins. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Yeah. And I went with, with uh, more of a mainstream country, which is uh, Brad Paisley, who's just phenomenal and i'm a guitar player so if you're a guitar player and you would like to be introduced to country music there's an album called play by brad paisley which is fantastic and it's all guitar centric uh so he does like a cliffs of dover type of riff off where he just goes off for the entire song it's just amazing <laughs> i think it's called cliffs of rock city so check that out anyway but moonshine in the trunk a fantastic album and uh no fences of course it's one of the biggest albums of all time <laughs> and it was the reason that i even care about country music yeah right? see it, it just takes that one uh, artist to kind of turn you on to it and then open up that world i find that with a lot of things totally it's like you, you get clicked in and you get an album that you like and it's like boom so anything they put out you're like yeah jones and the to listen to and yep i remember when i was getting into christian music for that period of my life, third day, it was boom. Once I heard Wire, I think was the album I heard, and then I just started listening to a bunch of right. stuff. So it's country music, same way. It's like Garth Brooks got me into country music, 
and Metallica for like the speed metal and Anthrax and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. This it's 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 amazing how it's just like one thing that gets you into that music yeah. and Southern rock was actually Grand Funk Railroad for me. Okay. All things. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was like, that's what gets me. Oh, my father playing CCR when I was young. Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. But anyway, thank you for joining us on this adventure uh, into country music. I like, I like how it's going so far. It's good. Like we said, representation of a little bit of this and that of like the country spectrum, which is what, like I said, made it hard for me to pick. So I, I think it'll be a good balance between both of our uh, leanings. We're trying to get this out of the regular pace for everybody. And I know everybody's jones it for stuff before we all go back to work and <laughs> all get out of our locked in at home. I'm surprised they didn't give us bracelets for our ankles yet <laughs> to make sure we stay at home. Yeah. Stay at home. That's not a suggestion. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, thank you for hanging out with us and we will see you in two weeks with our next two so our next four so be well and i'll see you soon